Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome into the early line right here on SportsGrid. It is a Thursday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie right side quite a bit to get to here it is a busy Thursday DRS how you feeling it certainly is busy night in the NBA last night we flip our focus back to the NFL tonight yeah. trying to find some morsels that we might be able to make some money off of but certainly a lot to get to no doubt Kevin over the next two hours and the big game tonight of course in the NFL Thursday night football the LA Rams are going to host the Vegas Raiders and there's still some quarterback questions here. Baker Mayfield seemingly will be active for this game. And though Sean McVay made it seem like it's unlikely, he did not rule out Baker Mayfield playing against the Vegas Raiders. Now, look, we, we talk about like a defensive end coming over, Kevin, 48 hours before a game. Sure. What do you have to do? Well, I'm going to put you in 15 plays just to rush the passer. You can't really do that with a quarterback. And if you're trying to get a look-see on Baker Mayfield and how this makes sense, and we'll break this down a little bit later, is it going to help his confidence where he knows three plays? I mean, I don't know what the Rams are doing if they think Baker Mayfield should play tonight. I do think the counter to that is, and we'll be able to expand a little bit later, as long as it doesn't hurt Baker's confidence, what's the harm in it? None of their games matter. They don't have their own pick. It's, they're not trying to win. They don't really care if they win. So if he's cool with it and Sean's up for it, why not? But like we said, we'll talk more later. Some other news here, of usual around injuries and you know, waiver wire moves and what have you. The Buffalo Bills got some bad news yesterday. Uh, quite the turn of events on Von Miller, who was injured in the Thanksgiving game against the Detroit Lions. It seemed like he thought he was going to be playing this week against the New York Jets. Unfortunately for the Bills and Von Miller, he won't be playing again this season. Out for the year with a torn ACL. Yeah, that's a tough blow there to the Buffalo Bills because, as you saw last year, a devastating pass rusher on your way to a Super Bowl certainly can help your football team out. The Buffalo Bills are still good, and this isn't going to be why they win or lose the Super Bowl, but it certainly doesn't help their chances. And also, it was like a gut punch, like McDermott said yesterday. This is one of those things where you're going in to do a little cleanup surgery, and uh-oh, it's an ACL, which not only, Kevin, means the rest of this year. You're talking about elite pass rush guy who gets injured in December, basically, when they're finding out about the ACL to reconstruct it now. Is Von Miller even going to be eligible to come back even before December next year? Tough blow all the way around for the Bills because this guy isn't on the end of a contract. He's just starting his contract, and he takes up a lot of cap space. Bills, though, remain the favorites in the AFC at plus 185 and certainly for the Super Bowl 
at plus 370. A late season ACL injury? Well, it's significantly earlier in the calendar than when it happened to Odell Beckham Jr. And thankfully, Micah Parsons gave us a timeline. Yes, that's what we're relying on. Micah Parsons now to give us a timeline on Odell Beckham Jr. Saying that Odell told him he could play in five weeks. That would put him available potentially for week 18 of the regular season. Yeah, this is getting more bizarre by the day because we were led to believe, and I guess we weren't really checking in with Odell, that somewhere around midseason he'd be back with the Rams. But since the Rams stunk, he's going to be with another team. I don't know how long you have to court a wide receiver that's probably not going to play this year and run him around with three different organizations over the past three weeks. It gets more bizarre by the day, but I'd love to read about it here. And you're right. When another player is telling you he probably can play in five weeks, which means he won't even get on the football field to the play playoffs with a brand new football team yeah sounds like that's going to work out really well we'll talk about Odell the fit in Dallas other suitors that could make sense and just how valuable Odell Beckham Jr. could be to a potential team the radio audience is here on this Thursday morning the early line Sirius XM channel 159 going through the top stories including some interest in San Francisco word comes out that Jimmy G not done for the year perhaps Kyle Shanahan jumping the gun and a little distraught when he had found out the news a seven to eight week timeline though Kyle Shanahan certainly felt that it was unlikely Jimmy G actually plays again this season for the San Francisco 49ers and rightfully so. And also, I think you brought up a key point earlier in the week. Let's just say, hey, he can come back for the NFC title game. If you made the NFC title game with Purdy, what are you going back to Jimmy Garoppolo for at that point? Just let him get healthy so in the offseason we can hear from different ex-GMs around the NFL mm-hmm. that Jimmy Garoppolo should make $300 million guaranteed because look at his record and that's how good he is. So can't wait for that, too. I've also appreciated the analysis on the seven- to eight-week timeline. It's, it's seven, like... Like, seven weeks from the day the news came out, it would be like the day of the divisional round. People are like, this guy's going to be ready to go on the divisional round. No, he's not. All right? So stop saying that. And if we go to the eight-week mark, he might not even be ready for the championship game. I tell you this, though. Obviously, like, if we spend two weeks debating whether or not Brock Purdy should be benched for Jimmy Garoppolo going into a Super Bowl, that would be uh, quite hilarious. You mentioned last night it was a huge slate of NBA games. The biggest one featured the top in the East against the top in the West. And, well, the Celtics showed why they're not just the top in the East, but the top in the NBA. Have the 125-98 final score here. Just dominant the whole way through from the Boston Celtics. Absolutely smashed him, too. And I was on the show yesterday going, hey, look at this. Chris Paul is coming back here. I think every starter in the lineup for the Suns like minus 40 for the game. Tremendous beatdown by the Seas. <laughs> yeah, Jalen Brown chipped in uh, 25 points. Same exact amount there from Jason Tatum. Impressive stuff all in all. Some good news for UNC faithful. Drake May will be returning amid rumors of the transfer portal calling calling his name. Uh, he obviously had a fantastic season back for one more. And then in Major League Baseball last night, late night, Xander Bogarts headed to San Diego. Yeah, free money out there in San Diego. Get it while it's good, people. It might still be out there, too. San Diego, people calling it. We go to Von oh, Miller. Wow. Next. Put on a t-shirt. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. We are live right here on this Thursday morning. And I wanted to take a look at Von Miller and this latest update here around the Buffalo Bills, one of the most important teams in football, favorites for the Super Bowl, almost for... The entire offseason, favorites right now, the Chiefs took that mantle for about two weeks, maybe even less than that. The Buffalo Bills, some bad news here around their best defensive player. And I thought it would shift the odds, but it really hasn't all that much. So I'm curious, DRS, as someone that's backed the Buffalo Bills preseason and remained encouraged by them throughout the year, just how impactful you see this injury to Von Miller. It really is impactful because you know as well as I do, big-time players make big plays in big games. And Von Miller was doing that all season long last year when he made the move to go over to the Rams. And he was going to do the same thing with the Buffalo Bills because when you're built like the Buffalo Bills and you're probably the favorites going into just about every game, and if you are the number one overall seed, you'll be favored at home. You know that maybe you don't have to bring an extra blitz package. You know that the other offense comes in every single game, Kevin, and goes, all right, let's start with this. What do we have to do? Well, Von Miller's on this side. We can't leave him alone. We got to chip block him here. We got to put two tight ends over on the left side if he lines up there. And if that's not there, the Buffalo Bills do still have a competent defense, a very good defensive coordinator, and a good defensive scheme. But a lot of that scheme runs around, hey, we can get organic pressure from our front four, which might go away. It's a devastating impacted injury. And also, coming from a person who has a Buffalo Bills future to win the Super Bowl, I'm rooting on the Bills. And right now at the FanDuel Sportsbook, I could cash out right now for a profit on that original play. And I got to tell you, with each week that goes by here, I start to think about it more and more. Because as excited I was for the Buffalo Bills to reclaim that number one spot heading into the playoffs, which they have, we're going to look at their you know record moving forward in some of the games that they play. I'm sort of feeling a little bit of down on the Buffalo Bills. And, yes, that was devastating injury. I didn't wave that like, okay, it's still Josh Allen's team and Diggs, and they'll be fine there. I take a look at that and say there was a razor-thin majority for me thinking that the Buffalo Bills were the best team overall in the AFC, and that's certainly predicated on them getting that number one overall seed. A little bit more cloudy today for me on the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I think for Buffalo, a lot of people viewed them as the most complete team in football. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs leading one of the best offenses in the league. And the defensive side of the ball is what was going to earn them that claim. Significantly better than the Kansas City's of the world or your preseason hype around 
I guess from the NFC, people still interested in the Green Bay. They were high up there. Your LA Rams, your Bucks. So those teams have obviously fallen off. But really, it was more just kind of Buffalo versus Kansas City in that regard. Von Miller has eight and a half sacks. Nobody else on the team has more than five. He has the third best grade from pro football focus on the entire team. Best on the defensive side of the football. This team right now sits at 10th in yards allowed. It's not great. But they are fourth in points allowed. But here's the difference. Over the first seven games of the year, the Buffalo Bills averaged 14 points per game. Truly phenomenal stuff. Over their last five games, when they lost to the Jets on, 22.2 points per game. It's not that they're giving up 30 a night, but that 22.2 right now would be tied with Carolina for 14th in football. That's more than a touchdown of what they were giving up the first seven weeks. And now they just lost their best defensive player? We're post-trade deadline? No big moves can be made? Because you know Buffalo would have been making them. Banging the phone lines on your Alvin Kamara's, your Christian McCaffrey's. They thought running back was the weakness. Had this Von Miller injury happened a month ago, they would have been looking for elite pass rush. Maybe they would have upped the ante on those Brian Burns phone calls that they were making to Carolina. There's nothing they can do now to replace Von Miller. And that's the thing for the Buffalo Bills, who still sit here with what I think is a bigger gap than I would have thought between them and the Kansas City Chiefs or even the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe even you could argue the Cowboys and the Niners the same with how people talk about those football teams. If the Bills have the one seed, they should absolutely be favored in the AFC. And I guess if you are favored in the AFC, then you're going to be favored to win the Super Bowl. But the Buffalo Bills are now, I don't think, could be argued to be this tier above anybody. That is how good Von Miller is, DRS. And their defense had been losing a little bit of that uh, dominant fashion that they had regular season, even when he was around. No, you're right. And, and it all plays into it, too. And again, just from that you know standpoint of every week you play, you got to get ready for one guy. Now, also, we're expecting this, too. It's almost like you got another free agent back that's a five-star player, per se, in Tredavious White. If he can come back and give you anything, they were going to hang their hat on it. Keep in mind, also, they lost Micah Hyde already for the season, one of the better safeties in the league. And as you know me, Kevin, I say this every time. It's not as if you say, okay, we lost Von Miller. We got our big injury out of the way. Injuries can happen at any time in the NFL, and it just hurts that overall depth on that defensive line. The Buffalo Bills are still in that tier of the best five to six teams in the NFL that you can mix into a pot and say, okay, I can believe that each and every week this team can win football games, and they will. That's why they're favored to win the Super Bowl. But also looking forward now, you see some of those big moments in games, and you're right. Now, the one thing that I do you know, you say maybe a little bit leaking, 30 against the Vikings, 23 against the Browns, 25 against the Lions. But they had a stellar defensive performance against the Patriots. They're giving up only 10 points. They're going to take on the Jets this week and a little bit different than the Patriots who are like, well, let's keep the football on the ground and make some passes when we need to. Mike White's coming to town. Now, it's going to be windy conditions, maybe some rain in the forecast, which should help that Buffalo Bills defense. But I need to see them. It's almost like each and every week, I need them to clear another hurdle when maybe five to six weeks ago, I wasn't ready for them to clear any hurdles because that was a devastating loss to the Vikings. Imagine if they beat the Jets and the Vikings. It's a different story, but they didn't. And also, some big games looming large over the next few weeks on that Buffalo Bills schedule. And let's talk about that remaining Buffalo Bills schedule mm-hmm. as they sit here right now at 9-3, and three, the number one seed in the AFC. They're going to play the Jets this week, another divisional matchup. They got their first divisional win of the season last week against the New England Patriots on the mini-buy, almost a double-digit favorite. It's a spot they're supposed to handle their business in. They then get the Miami rematch, another spot where they'll be a decent enough favorite. Will it be a full seven? 
I'm not so sure. I think it might depend on what Miami does on Sunday Night Football against the L.A. Chargers. They're going to lay a gang of points to the Chicago Bears. It feels like on a week-to-week basis, we'll wonder if Justin Fields is going to play. It also will not really matter because the Bills team total in that will be above 30 despite being on the road. The big one is at Cincinnati, and they'll close it off playing the New England Patriots again. You look at 9-3. and three. Ballpark it for me, DRS. Five remaining games one loss, run the table, multiple losses. What do you see for the Buffalo Bills? And here's the tough part about it. Like, they're sitting right now in the number one seed. And if I told you right now, Kevin, they're going to go four and one down the stretch. Most people are like, oh, man, that's, fantastic. that's phenomenal. They're definitely going to hold that seed. I don't think that's the case. Like, we've talked about this. And it's funny how the Cincinnati Bengals keep coming in here. Because last week, the talk for me, as you know, was, Boy, man, if the Kansas City, you know, Chiefs can get by this game against the Bengals, they're not losing again. I still have that same thought process. They lost to the Bengals. They're not losing again. But I look at this record here for the Buffalo Bills and say 4-1 and one is a really good one. I actually think there's a legitimate chance that they lose to the Bengals. Because when you lay it out, sure, we don't know the Buffalo Bills are probably going to need that game. Maybe not for the division, but there's bigger things you need to secure, including the number one overall seed. But you also can do the same thing with the Bengals. Who's going to say that the Bengals have whatever they need wrapped up by week seven or you know week 17, per se, when they take on the Bengals? Also, to keep in mind, the Bengals might be in a position to take down the number one overall seed at that point and forget about just fighting off the Ravens for the division itself. That is a tough game. I mean, if you would have took and take the Bengals out of there and put almost any other team in their place, a solid team, like even if you put the Cowboys, like, okay, they could probably do that. But for some reason, I get higher and higher on the Bengals every week. And I look at that game and say, boy, they would have loved, Kevin, to have that game at home since it's on the road with how much might be on the line for the Bengals also. Ah, man, like the Buffalo Bills steam here is leaving me right now saying, oh, four and one, they get it. I don't think four and one even gets it done, Kevin. It almost feels as if Buffalo is more likely to lose multiple games than Kansas City is to lose any yeah. games. That's yeah. how favorable that Chiefs schedule is. The thing, though, for Buffalo, they will be favored in every remaining game, including that trip to Cincinnati. That's what we've seen all year long from the Buffalo Bills. We will see if they're able to hold serve. We'll see if Kansas City's able to hold serve. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But we go to Odell Beckham Jr. and those sweepstakes coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back in. We're live right here on SportsGrid. Odell Beckham Jr. still looking for a landing spot. Maybe he found one, but they don't want him. It's all a bit confusing, to be honest with you. But I want to start, I think, with the Micah Parsons timeline and maybe see if Dr. Donnie can read the tea leaves here on what's being told to us. Because OBJ's camp has not really put out a legitimate timeline. We, though, did hear that the Dallas Cowboys had hesitation because they didn't think that Odell was any kind of guarantee to play at any point this season. And then Micah Parsons told us that Odell told him he'd be ready in five weeks, which I just think is fantastic, that we're relying on text conversations between Parsons and OBJ. Well, I guess not text. They were hanging out at the Mavs game. So whenever it was to give us our very important OBJ information. So that's what we kind of have at our disposal right now. The Cowboys don't trust his health. Odell told Micah Parsons he'd be ready in five weeks. What's your current diagnosis, Donnie, on Odell's availability? I love it, too, because here's how it plays out, right? Like, Jerry Jones is a showman of all showmen. It's why the Dallas Cowboys are probably the most, you know, expensive franchise in the world if you wanted to purchase. From the stadium itself to the team to the history in Dallas to what they put out each and every week. I mean, heck, this team hasn't even challenged for an NFL championship in damn near 30 years, but are still popular here. Why? Because the show, the stake, the sizzle, it's all part there for the Cowboys. So when Jerry Jones goes, watch this. He thinks he's going to Buffalo or the New York Giants. I'm going to bring him in. We're going to parade him around. We're going to make sure the TV cameras and the radio microphones are in his face. We're going to sit him courtside out here with multiple Cowboys players because that's part of the show. But also, Jerry Jones knows that. He's getting a little bit up there in age, and every player that might be able to help him out, he is going to want to sign here. So how did it go down where you have probably a five-star meal, you talk back and forth, GMs, players, coaches, owners. Boy, this feels like a great fit here. Odell, superstar player, come to a superstar team, put the star on his helmet, let's get busy. And Jerry Jones goes, all right, I'm going to lay this contract out for you right now. But here's what we got to do first, Kevin. Got to go check a look at the doctors. Real quick, real, right after dinner. I, gotta, I have them on call right now. You go in the next room, they'll check you out for 30 minutes. Then tomorrow, we'll have the cameras out there. We'll have you run 15 routes with Dak Prescott. And you walk off that field, we'll sign that signature. You'll sit next to me, we'll do a press conference, and away we go. And Odell Beckham Jr. goes, yeah, I'm not running. And Jerry goes, now, hold on now. I, I, like, I need the show here. You got to run some routes here because you're ready to go, and you know we're going to have a nice playoff run. Yeah, I'm not ready to run yet, though. What do you mean you're not ready to run yet? I can't sign you yet. So then Jerry Jones goes on the radio and goes, look, I can't sign the guy if his knee is just bulky and he can't even get on the football field, which sends everything into a tumble for why are these teams whining and dining for a player who probably won't even play the rest of this season? And we're hoping that he reappears in like an NFC championship game. I love this story all the way around, Kevin. I really do. So I, there's been some videos of Odell running around. I don't think he's immobile. Maybe it's a question of how much he can hold up here. The five-week timeline, though, right? I 
there's it's kind of tough for me. You would think he'd be honest with Parsons. I wouldn't think he would need to sell Parsons, right? It's not as if, hey, I'll be ready in five weeks is the most encouraging thing we've ever heard. That puts you at, hey, I could play week 18. So a part of me wants to believe that. But maybe he's drumming it up. It should, though, even if he's in the correct ballpark, mean Odell is good for the playoffs. What the heck are you signing Odell for if you're the Dallas Cowboys? Is it not the playoffs? Like, I could see a world where the Giants are like, now, hold on, listen, do you not understand here? We're throwing the football to Richie James on a week-to-week basis. We need you right now, brother. That I totally understand, right? But everybody else should not worry about him being available for Week 18, from the Buffalo Bills to the Dallas Cowboys to the Kansas City Chiefs, all teams that have been linked to OBJ. So this, again, the timeline of it is throwing me off a bit, and it, it only, to me, is justifiable. If Odell is basically saying, Dallas, I'll be here, it has to be multiple years. That, that's where this only can make sense to me. It has to be that type of scenario where Odell is saying, unless you give me multiple years, I'm going somewhere else. Because if he told Parsons five weeks, it is then, right, Donnie, at least five weeks. Like, there's no way it's less than five weeks if that's what he said. If you're Odell, again, what is the rush? Who cares, then, of getting signed this week, last week, next week? You're still a month away from playing some football, so perhaps OBJ is still trying to play the field unless a team is willing to give him a multi-year contract. Which doesn't make any sense at this point from either side. Like, you would have figured coming back because we, we thought the notion was going to be one of those free rehab years for Odell. All right, I'm going to be out for the year. I'm probably not going to be able to get back on a football field till December. And this is what we were talking about even, you know, over the summer at this point. I'll go back with a contender here that I can help them win a Super Bowl. I'll give them a cheap rate, one year, you know, prorated for $3 million for the rest of the way with some incentives if you win the Super Bowl. And if I play well, boy, I'm going to really parlay that into the offseason. But I was under the impression that Del Beckham would be back by now, play three or four games in the regular season, hone his skills, and be ready to really ramp it up in the playoffs. But when you use the terminology, like, oh, I'm going to be ready in five weeks, what does that mean? I'm going to be available for 15 plays in five weeks. Uh, maybe I'll be uh, take off like the red jersey in practice where I can actually get a hit in five weeks. What does five weeks actually mean? And I've told you this before. If Odell Beckham really wants to play this correctly, for me, or at least my analogy, sit out this season. Get all the hype. Visit teams in March. Have an open look where you run in a straight line of 4 4 40 you're going to have multiple three, four, five-year deals with a lot of money on the table here for people looking for a wide receiver as they always are. I just don't understand now the timeline and what he's looking for because why would Jerry Jones go, well, I'm going to offer you as if I think you're 100% healthy and it's really not going to come till next year. I'm not doing that right now. I want you to sign for one year, and if you do play well, sure, you'll probably want to stick around and we'll pay you to stick around. Now, see, if I'm Odell, I'm not waiting this out. Odell is a correct decision away from going from a guy you can't win with, a guy that's an issue in your locker room, to a back-to-back Super Bowl champion. He's this close. Just one one with the Rams. And nobody, nobody, at least that is worth listening to, will act like he was not important to that Rams team. Even in the Super Bowl game, caught a touchdown, 53 yards, only played in the first half. 
Odell, after his debut, the debut in which Troy Aikman tried to say that he just cratered the Rams' season despite being there for 15 snaps, after that game, caught a touchdown in 7 of 11 football games. He had 50-plus receiving yards in every single playoff game, and he had 113 yards in the NFC title game and was on his way to another 100-yard performance in that Super Bowl. So if Odell shows up in Buffalo, shows up in Kansas City, or Dallas, three teams that have top five odds to win a Super Bowl on the FanDuel Sportsbook, he might go back-to-back. And if he's able to do that, if he goes in the Super Bowl and catches four passes for 60 yards and a touchdown, that list you talk about that'll be out the door, well, it's it's going to be out the city. All 32 will be sat there with multi-year contracts for Odell Beckham Jr., And I don't blame them. The thing is, if Odell is healthy, he will make a difference. He would be the best wide receiver in Kansas City. He would be the second best wide receiver in Dallas or Buffalo. What do you love? You're you're loving Montez Valdez Scantling, Donnie. I mean, you've been Kadarius Tony guy. Healthy. A guy coming back off a second devastating knee injury that he might be limping on his routes in the playoffs. I don't think he's going to be a number one anywhere here. And that's the whole point. Like, also, what's Odell Beckham looking for? I'm going to go to the Giants. I mean, you might not even make the playoffs, which means you won't even play for the Giants. I'm going to go to the Cowboys, which means you'll be on the road week one and might get knocked out in round one in the playoffs. So unless he's serious, he should be like, well, it's Buffalo or nobody at this point, right? Otherwise, I'm probably not even going to play. Well, no, so see, so that's the thing, or Kansas City. But that's also yeah. why I don't think Odell's decided anything yet. I think the Giants in Dallas is this, I'll go here if you give me multiple years. Otherwise, I'm going to Buffalo or Kansas City. That's where I think OBJ is at. That, that's kind of how I see his situation right now. I do think he'll sign with the team. We did, though, yesterday get minor rumblings of another team to look out for. One that would fit into both categories and that they are an NFC East team, but they also are definitely going to be deeper into the postseason because they're going to have a bye, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Nick Sirianni said he loves his wide receiver room, but you were saying that you thought the Eagles swooping in and grabbing Odell Beckham Jr. for just at least the hilarity of taking it off of the Cowboys and Giants plate might be worth it. Like, is there not a more perfect spot, though, for Adele Beckham? Everything he's looking for. If I'm not ready for five weeks, look at this. The Eagles are probably going to get a first-round bye, and you can get an extra week before you play that first home game. And you probably are going to make a deep run into the NFC Championship game and maybe to a Super Bowl here. But also from an Eagle, to so Howie Roseman, it would hurt. Like, oh, Dallas and, uh, you know, they're fighting over him here. I've been on the phone with him for the past three weeks here. We're just waiting to swoop in when the timing is right at this point, and maybe it is. But quite honestly... The Eagles are so talented at the wide receiver position, he doesn't really fit a need for the Eagles outside of just a surplus, but it's one of those moves that the Eagles have made in the past. Like, yeah, come on down. We'll see if we can use you later, and you might get another ring this year, and you can parlay that into the future. Here's the thing, though, if you are the Birds. So the four teams that we just talked about, two of them in your division, and the other two are the two that are in front of you for the Super Bowl odds. It's what we talked about with teams putting claims in for Baker when we thought he was going to go to the Niners. Might just be good enough to block. I still do think Odell, on the day he signs, would move a team's Super Bowl odds just a little bit in a positive direction. I think he would. MVP coming up. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's talk MVP. The race has been a fun one to follow. And it did look like it was close to being wrapped up as Pat Mahomes was lighting up every single defense that he was coming across, throwing for way more yards than everybody else, and really way more touchdowns. But a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals paired with Jalen Hurts absolutely ripping the Tennessee Titans apart has shifted things quite a bit. And also, with that loss to Cincinnati, Mahomes allowed Joe Burrow to maybe enter the mix as well. But I want to start with the top of this right now. Pat Mahomes checking in at plus 125. Jalen Hurts at plus 150. Mahomes or Hurts for you right now? Donnie, where's the value? Who should be the favorite? Who do you like? Yeah, it's 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 hard to get over, I want to say, the, the word bias isn't really fair here because they're both really good football players. And you can't just take from the past, right? Let's just go the, just the season 2022. Jalen Hurts has been phenomenal. But Jalen Hurts has been phenomenal on the ground and in the air. Patrick Mahomes a little bit more phenomenal in the air. He's nothing really on the ground. But you know what's always interesting about that to me? It's almost as like the, the, like the Tim Tebow effect. Like It's like, well, he can't really pass. Well, hold on. In college, he ran for just about as many touchdowns. as Yeah, yeah, but quarterbacks are supposed to pass the football. Doesn't seem like there's a bias against Jalen Hurts here. And I'm not even saying that if you started your franchise right now, who would you pick? Of course, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. You're talking about one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever lace them up in the NFL. Jalen Hurts is a very good quarterback. We're not going to put him in the pure quarterback category like Patrick Mahomes. But I do think he's getting discounted, talking about Jalen Hurts, of what he actually means to the Eagles' offense. Because as much as I like to play around, and certainly at the beginning of the year, hey, put Gardner Minshew in the lineup, this team will absolutely hum. Probably wouldn't be the case. And not because I don't think Gardner Minshew with those weapons of wide receiver can succeed. It's that when you have Jalen Hurts at quarterback, you're not just saying, hey, man, look at that read option. <laughs> 
Matt Ryan, he ain't running that football in that read option. It doesn't work as well, which is why the Eagles move up and down the field because every time you are in shotgun and Miles Sanders is lined up to the right of Jalen Hurts and he puts that football into his belly, the running back is going to maybe get the football, which means that the linebackers have to react to the running back and the quarterback. So do the safeties and the cornerbacks if they have their eyes in the backfield. He means so much. Like, honestly, if you took Mahomes away from the Chiefs, they're not the Chiefs. Same thing with Jalen Hurts. But I think over the next couple weeks, if he can separate himself with a few more touchdown passes on his side, maybe he comes over. But again, I'm just going to say right now Patrick Mahomes is the MVP because we still vote traditionally on MVPs. And unless Jalen Hurts says, hey, I have almost as many touchdown passes and also 1,100 yards on the ground with 15 rushing touchdowns, I don't think he gets past that bias, Kevin. So I think with the way the NFL has evolved, I don't know if the rushing is going to work against Jalen Hurts that much. Lamar won a unanimous MVP, and Josh Allen, again, people thought they were going to hand him the award before this season even started. And again, when people would debate Josh versus Mahomes, people would say, ah, look at Josh's ability to run. If you look at the total yardage right now, Pat Mahomes is over 4,000, Jalen Hurts above 3,500. Per game, yard, total yards per game, Pat Mahomes is is 340.9, and Jalen Hurts is 295.8. So it does show that there is a gap. It's not an insurmountable one, though. The total touchdown market is is a smaller margin. Mahomes is at 32. Jalen Hurts is at 29 total touchdowns. The thing, though, is Jalen Hurts might not play Week 18. In a, in a way, I'd almost be surprised if Jalen Hurts plays in Week 18 with the fact that the Eagles are going to have the tiebreaker over Minnesota, and they're already you know a couple of up, a couple of games up on the Dallas Cowboys. Pat Mahomes is definitely playing in Week 18. There's no world he is not. I do I don't know how possibly they could not need that football game to either hold on to the one seed or regain the one seed. It would be beyond me, which would then put total yardage and total touchdowns in a big advantage for Patrick Mahomes. But this is, to me, the most important thing. If Jalen Hurts loses again, I think his odds are going to double. Because any possible loss, people are going to get to go, told you. A loss to the New York Giants this week. This Eagles team's a bunch of frauds, man. They'd be lucky to win one football game. In fact, could they miss the playoffs? Let's start lining up the rest yeah. of the schedule. They lose to the Commanders again. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you this right now. Taylor Heineke plays in week one. He's going to bounce that team. I see it clearly, right? Or if they lose to the Dallas Cowboys, people get to slap this one, which they've been doing all year long. Pfft, told you they beat nobody. Haven't beaten a single soul. Jalen Hurts is only valuable against bad teams like the Minnesota Vikings and the Tennessee Titans. But that's what people are going to say. That's what people are going to say. And odds are the Eagles will lose another game. Heck, they might even lose two. We're talking about like he has to be 16 and 1, 15 and 2 to win the MVP. Maybe so. I think that is a big advantage for Pat Mahomes because we keep talking about the fact that Pat really should not lose another game. 
Yeah, and also, like, you can see the way this is going to play out, right? The Eagles go 16-1 and in the regular season, then go ripping through the playoffs and win a Super Bowl. And at the podium, they're like, hey, man, if you guys would have played anybody this year, you probably wouldn't have won the Super Bowl at that point, which is probably what I'm waiting for at this point. But also, let's remember this. Big games still matter, Kevin. Big spotlight games where everybody is focused can help and also devastate who that MVP is going to be. Why am I bringing that up? Let's just say the Dallas Cowboys, who are a very good football team, continue to roll into Christmas Eve. The Philadelphia Eagles continue to roll into Christmas Eve. You get in that game, final score, 35-24 Eagles, three in the air, one on the ground for Hurts, gets that mic in that podium, says Merry Christmas, Philadelphia, and away the Philadelphia Eagles go into the playoffs. That might be able to secure an MVP here. But again, I do think, getting back to my original premise, I think Jalen Hurts is getting measured much more harshly up against what he's supposed to do. Because see, I just played that out. Like the Dallas Cowboys, if they roll through, will still will be a top four, top three team in the NFL by the time they meet. They will be at home on Christmas Eve. And if Jalen Hurts roused that football team, which is apparently very good, ah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now it helps him. But what happens if he just plays a good football game? Ah, you know, I've got to give it to Mahomes at this point. I think the judging is a little bit too harsh here, unless Hurts goes nuclear. And that's not fair, because he is going to end up with a historic season the way he's on par for right now, and he is going to make $40 million plus in the offseason. But apparently won't be enough to knock Mahomes off. Now, again, if we're grading it on opposite sides, Kevin, what happens if Mahomes stumbles down the stretch? He's yep. certainly going to take some negative hits. But the way we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs now is it does look like it might be a walk in the park where he can stack and I think the point is very valid as what you said if you and we're going to talk about team totals just a little bit which is going to factor into this you need every game mm-hmm. you need for those statistics and Mahomes is playing in week 18 against a weak opponent fires four touchdowns no interceptions and 360 in the air while Hurts mm-hmm. is on the sideline with a unbeaten team basically it's still not going to help him in that direction here so I think you brought up a valid point there more games mean more statistics which might leave a better taste in the mouth of the people voting on this actual MVP. I think everything we've talked about is why I think Mahomes should be the favorite, and I think he's very likely to come away with it. However, however, like their current win total is 13 and a half. It's plus money over, but that is a yes, no, will they run the table? Yeah. If the Chiefs lose a game, which to be fair, odds are they will. It's minus 200 to the under. Odds are they will. That's, that's going to be pretty bad. And now it might depend when it happens, but let's put it like this. If they go to Denver this week and lose, Hertz will be the favorite on Monday morning. Where is the loss where we're going to go, ah, come on, but Pat played really well. Like a 38-35 shootout they lose at home to the Seahawks? I still feel like that's going to end up dinging up Patrick Mahomes in this race. There is not a game where it's going to be acceptable, basically, for Patrick Mahomes to lose. Oh, come on. They play the best defense in football Denver twice. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You only need 17 points to beat that team. So if you lose, that's bad. That's just, that's what it is. Again, the odds are right now, like we're talking yes, no, do they run the table? I'll, I'll, I want to mention some other awards, so I'll ask you quickly here. Did you think yeah. anybody other than the top two were worth the attention? I really don't. I don't think Burrow, Josh Allen, Tua, or anybody beyond that can make a legitimate run here. 
No, I don't, I don't think so either, even though I love Burrow and obviously Josh Allen. Outside of major injury and collapsing on the season, which he obviously can't yeah. play it into it, they're 1A and 1B right now between Mahomes and Hurts. would be shocked if anybody else gets back into there. Yeah, again, you tell me, ah, Joe Burrow runs the table. His odds, if you told me he'd run the, if you, if you tell me he runs the table, I'd be interested in betting the 9-1, to one, and I still don't know yeah. if he ultimately would win the award. Tell me. Right now, you look elsewhere in the awards market. Who is the most vulnerable favorite other than the MVP? We obviously just talked a gang about that. Who is the most vulnerable favorite right now on the board to you? Yeah, before I, I'm going to be a little 30 second clip here on this. I love that Patrick Mahomes, the MVP of the National Football League, is plus 125. But he's 10 to 1 to be the best offensive player in the NFL, which is hilarious to me, which is Tyreek Hill, Jalen Hurts, and Justin Jefferson. So I just wanted to get that off my chest. But I would say it's probably going to be the rookie of the year market here. And as I scroll down to get some of the odds, Kenneth Walker looks like he was a shoo-in, which he's now sitting at 2 to 1. But now Garrett Wilson, 2 to 1 as well, which I think if we're taking a look at Wilson, his stock really is flying up lately while maybe Kenneth Walker banged up in a mixed backfield and maybe Geno Smith taking away from some of his shine. I think Garrett Wilson poses the best threat here to overtake it. And by the way, I think Garrett Wilson was either farther behind this morning and just closed the gap as we're on the show as well. Which uh, makes a lot of sense. He's clearly a superstar. Yeah. Tyreek Hill's also out of this 2-1. to one. Look, if they give Mahomes the MVP, they might give Jalen Hurts Offensive Player of the Year. Justin Jefferson's going to remain in the conversation. But I want to talk about a guy that's at a minus price. But you can tell we're already in two-man race territory. Mm-hmm. You called Micah Parsons preseason op- or Defensive yes. Player of the Year. If I were you and anybody that bet that, I would put some Nick Bosa in my back pocket at this point. Because Nick Bosa has 14 and a half sacks. Now... Parsons, look, he has more tackles. He has 12 sacks. He's an unbelievable player. Here's the thing. If Nick Bosa puts up a 20-sack season, which he has the chance to do, on a Niners team that is starting to be labeled as the best defense in football and a unit that would likely get almost all of the credit for winning games now that Brock Purdy is the quarterback— Nick Bosa is, I think, Donnie, very alive in the defensive player of the year race. Yes, and typical me, if I tried to analyze it, Nick's lucky that Joey isn't up in this race because then those two guys are brothers. They would split the votes, and Parson would be an easy victor in this. But I agree with you here. Bosa's going to have some chances to shine coming up here on the calendar because why? They're going to lean a lot more on their defense than maybe we thought they would have been an offensive team. But I do think, again, if Joey was up there, I can't vote Nick Bosa in there. I, mean, I, I got it. I got it. You like got it. Like pe- people, people, people got, you got to ask yourself, did, did Joey's injury really start yeah. the tide for Nick Bosa exactly. to open the season up? Exactly. But down here, people yeah. feeling in the ballots wrong. Like they just don't know which is which. And exactly. Joey Bosa they voted for the wrong guy. Like, away. hey, Bosa lost by one vote. Like, oh, I voted for the wrong guy. My bad. <laughs> Tell you what, it wouldn't be the first time we see something like that. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. World Cup 2022. One more off day until they are back in a major way over in Qatar. Let's go over to our friends at Sporting News as the World Cup continues. Is Lionel Messi's brilliance going to inspire Argentina to a historic World Cup triumph? Is Cristiano Ronaldo sitting on the bench going to inspire Portugal to a historic World Cup triumph? Or have Brazil and France simply got too much class to have any time for your narrative flourishes? I'm Don Farrell from the Sporting News with your World Cup update. There were 32 and now there are eight. And some of the World Cup's heavyweight nations put in statement performances to reach the quarterfinals. First, we have to talk about Brazil, who scored beautiful goals and danced beautiful dances in their 4-1 demolition of South Korea. Chiche's man have an ageing Croatia up next. You underestimate the 2018 finalists at your peril, but a long, hard 120 minutes against Japan before prevailing on penalties might leave Luka Modric and co. weary. This is one of the reasons that Brazil are coming in at below plus 200 with some bookmakers. They look a solid bet for a seismic semi-final showdown with Argentina, although Messi and his pals could have their work cut out against a solid Netherlands side. There's probably more value to be had on the other side of the draw, where another centuries-old rivalry might just steal the show. Champions France are trying to go back-to-back, and Kylian Mbappe looks absolutely in the mood to prove he's the best player on the planet right now. Standing in that way are England, boring, pragmatic and predictable, Gareth Southgate has only put together a team that are joint top scorers in the competition. Harry Kane finally got amongst the goals against Senegal, but England are scoring from all over the field, and they might like the look of a patched-up France defence. After semi-final and final defeats, this could maybe be the competition where the three Lions take that extra step and go all the way. England versus France does feel too close to call, with Le Bleu, the narrow favourites, coming in at generally below plus 500, and the three Lions a little above that. Price similarly to England, we've got Portugal, who might just have a flood of money coming in on them after their magnificent 6-1 win over Switzerland. What's more, they did it all without their benched main man, as Goncalo Ramos scored a brilliant hat-trick. Maybe this young, bold Portugal attack can go all the way without a 37-year-old egomaniac. Cristiano who? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.